Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Because 
for the simple fact of how relevant it still is. You know, um, right. When 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 I had a meeting the other day, and uh, well, first of all, let's start here. I was at I was out to dinner, and this 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 ten uh, year old boy came up to me, and um, you know tapped me on the shoulder with my fork in my hand, mind you, about to put a piece of chicken in my mouth. Uh, right. you know, and I love the honesty of kids because they don't they don't care what you're doing. They're gonna come right in the middle of the bedroom while you're in the groove. <laughs> you know, they they do not care. And he came up to me and he said, hey, aren't you Carl Payne? And I was like, yeah. He was like, man, you are my favorite actor. Like, I watch Martin every day. And his grandmother was like, I've seen this show 70 times within the last three days, you know. And it just became like at that moment, you know, I was like, yeah, wow, it's it's still on 20 years later. Like, how many shows today are going to be, you know, you know what I'm saying, on consistently since then. Like, is love and, you know, you know, certain shows, I ain't going to mention no names, um, you know, certain reality shows, are they going to be still showing every single day from now until 20 years later? No. And that's when I was like, man, why do people call certain things relevant? You know what I'm saying? Why do they call it reality when that's not really the case? And and he basically reminded me of the fact that I was on five different channels every single day, and I was like, "Wow, that's Man, crazy!" It's so it's so crazy, and 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 then really, let's talk about that relevancy because I'm watching Martin Marathon yesterday, mm-hmm. and and in the midst of the marathon, they showed like like a show, a, a new show. I think it was the Ricky Smiley show. And one of the ways they used to describe what Ricky's show was going to be was the Martin show. And in the midst of the marathon, they stuck that in between y'all. So they used y'all as a lead-in and the back-end of this new show, which speaks volumes to what that show is and was. Take me back to... You getting booked for that show because you know Tommy Ford is a friend of mine, so I'd have had a chance to get his perspective. What was, right. what's, what's your perspective? Like, how did it all happen? That particular show. I, I just I just auditioned for it like everybody else, man. You know, I was actually on the road doing a play at the mm-hmm. time, which which I really enjoyed theater. It's like my first love, and I was on the road doing a play, and um, I flew in for the audition, and and as soon as it was over, I flew right back out. You know, and uh, my agent—I remember my agent calling me and telling me I needed to come back to to have lunch with the cast. And I was like, "Well, how would I have lunch with the cast?" And she was like, "Because you got the role, stupid." And I was like, oh. <laughs> "You know, like, oh, why, why would I fly back to have lunch with the other other people?" I, you know, like, what part of the game is that? Right. So I I asked Martin one time. You know, I think we all did basically as to uh, what was the reason that we all got chosen. You know, specifically. As a matter of fact. My name was Tommy in the audition, and his name was Cole. Wow. Yeah. And then they switched it, and just like he took my my real last name as well. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> in the show. But he said basically because I made him laugh. You know, he was like, you know, uh, I can't I can't use certain words on, <laughs> on, right. on the air. <laughs> but hey, he was hey, like. Hey, we on the Internet. You can say whatever you want to say, but, you know, I respect yeah. the fact that you respect the fact. Yeah. Yeah, respect the fact of the fact. And he was like, because you know, you made me laugh, dude. He was like, man, I was, you, you, you know, I was cracking up. And uh, I just approach every single, you know, job at that time, or just in general, like, you know, it's, 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 
I just commit. You know what I'm saying? And I think I think that's the that's the key. You know, it's commitment. Yeah. You know, just go in there, keep it raw, and keep it moving. You know. Now, <laughs> now was the is. was the character on the page, or was that well, like how much of you did you put in to Cole? Okay, here's the thing. I think we all uh, it's like it's like a, it's like when we baking a cake, right? You take all these different ingredients. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of how I, I approach different characters as well. You, are, I think everybody puts a little bit of themselves in there, or and then there's a little bit of somebody else that you may have known. You know what I'm saying? Because certain things, when it's written, you see, you you start to see other people. You're like, oh, okay, I know who this person is. You know what I'm saying? Just like when Brother Man came in, it's like you know, you know, had I auditioned or had I been playing Brother Man, I probably would have played it totally different from uh, Reggie. But he right. killed it. He killed. You know what I'm saying? Because that's you know, that's who who he knew. You know, like we all know a brother man. We all know that guy that comes over every single day and mooches and so forth and so on. So it's the same thing with Cole. It's like certain stuff was on the page. So I took a little bit of me, a little bit of me, <laughs> right? And, a lot, you know, and, and and mixed it in with some other people that I knew. And a lot of people was like, "Okay, is Cole stupid?" I'm like, "No, Cole is just naive. He's just a little." Less yeah. worldly than everybody else. It's not, you know, what I'm saying, you know, he's never, right. he's never. And he really, he really stayed in his truth all the time. He was really honest. And that's what I'm saying. It was like a kid, which is in all of us. Like we never grow up. You know, what I'm saying, even grown, grown, grown men, we don't ever want to grow up. You know, what I'm saying, we still big old kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, you and I was clowning the last time I saw you. So you yes, know, <laughs> you already know. Man, man, dude, it's it's a trip to to sit here and have this conversation with you. Now, I'm I've been a a a, a side man or a number two or you know that that other dude, you know, mm-hmm. and I think you have been you know uh, probably a great example of what it's like to be in that that situation and maximize it. Has that ever been? Um, has it ever been like something like where you sat down and maybe regretted it on any level, or has pe- has people and like you got that friend go, how come you ain't the lead of this? How come you know? Have yeah. you had to go through that, and then how did you overcome that? Well, I think that I think that first of all, you know, my philosophy today is you are exactly where you're supposed to be. Yes. Sir. Um, secondly. You know, I think God shows us all, like, you know, like what examples, for example. He shows us examples. So to me, for me, yes, I've been in the position of never regretting it, never regretting it because, you know, you get in where you fit in. And I look at it like this, you know, Jerry, there's a lot of so-called number two men, but they really were number one. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yes, so sir. Jerry Lewis to the Dean Martin, the, the Costello to the Abbott. You know, it's like I watched them shows because of Costello, not because of Abbott. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I watched right. it for Jerry Lewis, not for Dean Martin. So, you know, and I'm not saying that in the sense of, you know, my success or whatever. I'm just saying, like, you know, you look at the old school dynasties like the Lakers. Everybody had a favorite on the team. It was a team effort. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Just like with, with Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan. Sure, you loved Michael Jordan, but it still was a team effort. Yeah. You know? And and, 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 and Michael and, Michael don't get the rock the way Michael Rock without Scotty. 
Right. And it's like it's like so so and everybody had their own fans. Like there was fans of Kareem, there was fans of Magic, there was fans of you know, everybody had their own people that they loved and, and the reason that they watched you know, watch them do their thing and get down. So for me, it was like also I feel like God was preparing me and showing me for when it is my time. Right. When I am because I've always been Batman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you feel me? Right. You know. So for me, you know, it's like, okay, well, check it out. Play Robin right now and then watch so that you see what to do and what not to do when mm-hmm. I hand you rock. You know what I'm saying? When, when it's your time to shine. And that's kind of how I looked at my experience with it, you know. And then it comes to the point, too, when you meet other great people who are doing things who are in positions to let you shine in that area, too. So, like, even with my character on the game and even with the different things that I've been doing lately, it's like people are starting to see the the range, or right. you know, the fact that and, like. And, and might I add, incredible work on the game. The the whole, you know, you you made it fly to be, you know, five, you know, less than yeah. six foot, you know, yeah. and yeah. sexy and fly at the same time. Man, man, you know, we got to do it. We got to do it. And see, that's that's another thing people don't understand. It's like. It's like they fall in love with a character so much that that became the hard part. You know, it was no regrets and anything else, but it's like, you know, people see, you know, the, the character that they love and see so much that in their head sometimes they, they can't envision. You can't do nothing else. It's, it's almost impossible in their mind that you right. can execute anything else that well. So you have to now almost reinvent yourself. You have to become like Stefan, you know, like from Urkel to Stefan, yeah. you got to go ahead, and, which, you know, I don't have a problem doing. So right now, that's what I mean. I went to the gym, dude. I'm on my LL, you know, with the comeback. <laughs> you know, don't call it a comeback. Been here for right, years. right, right, right. You know, I'm, I'm on some other ish right now where it's like, okay, cool. So I'm reintroducing myself as if it's the first time all over again. Like, you never met me, and I'm cool with that. Because I don't want, I mean, it's one thing to, to have that that history and that platform and that, that foundation, but at the same time, now we're taking it to another level. Now, this, now, this is my last, my last Martin question, but and, and, and Tommy told me this, this might be way too behind the scenes, so if you don't want to answer that, I'm okay with that, but I heard that Martin was, Martin would say stuff like, yo, there ain't going to be no Urkels on this set. You know, he would say the most outlandish, outlandish stuff on the planet. But some of the stuff made sense. Right. And some of it was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, come on, dog. You know what I'm saying? Some of it would be, like, straight up to the point, you know, distful. And then some of it would be like, okay, who are you talking to? And what are you talking about? Right, you know what I mean? Yeah, he was he was saying some crazy, crazy like like you know, just in a moment, you know, we'd be standing there waiting to go on, you know, backstage, and then you know, whatever he was thinking, it would it would be like a Tourette's moment, <laughs> you know, and it would come out, and it was just like in the middle of the sentence that was in his head, you know what right. I'm saying? Right, 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 right. You know, he'd turn and look at you and be like, <laughs> end up on blossom. And you're like, what? <laughs> what? what are you talking about? <laughs> mm-hmm. You'd be working with her. Okay. Hilarious. End up on Blossom. Right. <laughs> hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You're tuned to the Roddy Perry Live. We're talking to Carl Anthony 
pain. Man, take me back to the beginning, dog. Take me back to Clinton, South Carolina, you know, mm. small town. Where, 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 did, where did you get bit by the acting bug? Man, it's crazy. Uh, I think I think it started for me when um, when I was in New York. Actually, I was born there, but I was raised in New York. Right. And I remember um, in second grade we had to do this thing. It was a part of a. You didn't have to do it, but um, this was a national. They held a national storytelling contest citywide storytelling contest. And so what you had to do was you had to take a book, like your favorite Aesop fable or something like that, and you had to memorize it from start to finish and then recite it in front of your class as if, you know, you were like the leader of the, uh, you you know, like the elder in a a tribe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. And that, and so you had to kind of give it, you know, the the whole, you know, inflections and and kind of almost act it out. And um, <clears throat> I think that's when it started for me, because I, I went on to become like the national citywide champion. But um, I was still scared every single time I went up there. Just, but I got lost in this world of storytelling. You know what I mean? When I did it, and. Wow. And then, you know, I got a little older and I had a friend uh, who used to go, who was in the business, and she used to, I used to hang out with her all the time. And she used to be like, you should come, you know, try this or do this. Like, she was, she first started in this, this off-Broadway company called the First All Children's Theater. And she was like, one day they were having tryouts, and she was like, you should try out. And I said, like, what do I got to do? And she was like, oh, they're just going to sh- show you this dance. You got to do it. It's called the bus stop. I'm like, okay. I can do that. <laughs> Right, and she's like, and then they're going to ask you to sing happy birthday, you know, and you know. so I was like, all right, cool. I just kind of fell into it like that and then did it and then became a part of this company. And, you know, we did plays, off-Broadway, you know, theater. That was my first learning experience with theater, and it was just fun. It was always fun, you know, and as kids, I mean, you know, I used to run around with a towel around my neck like Superman, you know. Right. You know, run around in my underwear with a stick in neck like it was my knife. You know, like I was Tarzan. Right, 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 right. You know, Peter Pan, all that, yeah. Man, it's just like, it's just, you know, it was just another level of your imagination coming to life. You know, every kid that ever played and pretended to be cops and robbers and cowboys and Indians, like, for real. It was like, this is your opportunity to do it for real. Man, so we got to talk Cosby Show, epic show. Did you know... (laughs) When you were in it, that it was that? No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, a lot of people don't know. I was actually up for the part of Theo. So they flew me to California for the screen test, and it was between me and him. And it was crazy because that was, like, also my first lesson in in show business. Okay. okay. <laughs> business, you feel me? And that was also my first lesson in learning that, okay, if you're going to be a part of this thing, you know it's, it's going it's going to be like this. It's going to be like 90% rejection. Like, people don't understand, like, the rejection that goes yeah. along with what we do. Um, but after that first year, when I went back to the projects, <laughs> I saw, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, back to the government cheese sandwiches and saw how fabulous this, this this show became over the last the next year. I was like, wow. You know, I was just happy to see positive images 
even at that age, on television, like just, you know what I'm saying, and just knowing that I came that close to being a part of it. But I remember he called me in his office, and he, you know, that day that I didn't get the part, and told me, you know, hey, it's not always your talent as to why you don't get a role. You know, there's so many other reasons in Hollywood. You know, because at that time, when he was trying to put his family together, you know, for the for the final callback, I mean, Jaleel White was there. Okay. Like four years old because he would have been Rudy. Like, he didn't know if he wanted Rudy to be a girl or a boy. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Like, and the different women that came in for the mother, from from um, Shirley Ralph to Belinda Tolbert, you know, who was Jenny from Good Times. Like, yeah. You know, so, so these people were right on the oppressors, too. You know what I mean? Um, but he said, you know, hey, it's not always because of your talent as to why you don't get it, but don't give up. You know what I mean? And so over the course of the next year, I kept coming back for different roles. Um, and then, you know, trying out, trying out each time, each time. But that's the test, too, for everybody else who who doesn't know anything about this industry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I mean, how many times you got to keep going in and keep getting told no? It's like, and plus they've seen you a million times. They know what you can do. Exactly. So, I, I would imagine after the after you don't get X number role, you're like, man, I don't know. They don't, why they keep calling me? And I you told know? my agent, I was like, you know, when they called me in for cockroach, I was like, I told her, I said, after, after, you know, the second callback. I was like, if I don't get this one, man, please don't call me back in for this show. I can't I take it, it no more. <laughs> right, pretty much. So, you know, persistence paid off, and uh, you know, the rest is history. And, but no, I didn't know it was going to be as you know, like you don't know, you don't know when you're doing something that you love to do, you know, that it's going to be what it's going to be. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You don't know. I think I think I could tell more so with Martin than I could with Cosby because I was younger at the time and I was just excited to be a part of, you know, anything. Right. You know, but when I was when I was doing Martin, it was older and you could tell the chemistry. You could feel it. I mean, I played a more integral part in it, you know. Right. And you could tell just every day that I was going to work, you know, that I was having fun and I was like, man, this is this is a I can't believe this is my job. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Like they gave me a check yesterday. Yeah. Somebody gonna catch on real quick. But, <laughs> what was Cockroach's like, name? Walter Bradley. Walter Bradley. But, but I think I, love I think it. The, I think I think the thing with Cosby, the difference was that Cosby's movement was so much on a larger scale. You know what I'm saying? Like to me, it represented something different. You know, at the time, and uh, you know that we were doing it, it was like it represented. You know, here are some black folks who were doing it, who were positive. I mean, think about it. I, my name was Cockroach, and not one time. I mean, if you think about what a cockroach is and what it represents, and how you know, in your mind, you're like ill. Right. It never, it never took on a negative connotation, and that lets you know how dope that show was. You wow. never thought of cockroach differently after that. You know what I'm saying? Now, like, yeah, you, never, you, you know changed the cockroach as opposed to uh, changing what that image is to other people. And that's my point. It was like, and so here's here's where I, you know, why, why I feel the way I feel today because it's like, yo, that was thirty something years ago, right? Mm-hmm. That was the jump off to where we should be today in television, but we're not there. Which now, now why, why do you think that is, Carl, man? Because, I mean, you, you, you're you not only actor, you're producer. Like, 
what happened to our image, especially as black people, over the last decade, and do you see it changing? I, I feel a change coming on now, mm-hmm. and I feel like, you know, if I got to be the general and lead the charge, then come on, let's go. You know, then then that is my, my, my job, my role, my responsibility, my gift, my calling, my purpose, whatever you want to call it. Let's go. But it's time for us to get back to some good television. It's time for us to get back to these positive images because we took a left turn, you know. And I think a lot of the times it becomes a thing about numbers and money. I mean, you know, you have the reality shows, you know, surgeons that kind of took on this, 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 you know, this, it, it became it's a, a thing life of, of its own, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it became, it became about numbers. I mean, you know, it's it's, it's less cost effective. It's you know, you know, what I'm saying. I mean, it's more cost effective. I'm sorry, to do a reality show, you you know, you can pick somebody off the street, or you can just basically, you know, not have to pay the same production costs and so forth. Right. You know how it goes. Well, what do you but think of this ha- new okay. this new Tyler Perry business model that's knocking out shows? I mean, you you guys shoot I, one I, show honestly, a week. I honestly think you know, it's it's. I think a lot of stuff is hurting television because it becomes it's not about quality anymore it becomes a thing about quantity mm. you know and the, the best thing about working on martin or any type of the old should i say the 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 previous model when it comes to work was this it took us a week to shoot an episode okay mm. yes it costs more but look what you got out of it right you know what i'm saying it's like if we start on monday and, you know, we had Monday was a table read. We read the script, and then they take the script back. The writers take it, and they tweak it, and they make it more funny. They take, they take out the jokes that don't work. They fix what does. And then we come back in on Tuesday, and we do it again, okay? And then we keep fine-tuning it. So we're fine. It takes, we're fine-tuning it every single day. And what you miss is the discovery, all those little moments, mm-hmm. all those little things that you can find. Yeah, you don't have time it. for that when you're shooting three episodes that week. Yeah, you don't, you don't, but but that's what I'm saying. You miss the genius of the little moments. It's the small things that aren't on the page that comes from us hanging out. That comes from the chemistry of us, of us, of us doing this every day together. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like if I just met you and we're supposed to be playing basketball together. I just met you. You on my team, but I just met you. Right. I don't know if you can shoot. I don't know how you're gonna handle the rock. But if I pass it to you all week, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah, we can run. We can run. You, yeah, dude. You know what I'm saying? I'm, you, you can be on my team because I know what you do. You know what I do. You know how I flow. I know how to, you know what I'm saying, alley-hoop you. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's, that's the thing that you miss. That's the thing that you miss out with that, that, that new model is that you're not getting the quality. You're just getting quantity. You're getting more for less, but, you know, it is what it is. So, hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You're tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. I'm talking to Carl Payne. Man, I have had the the pleasure to watch you rock in a theater, on stage, in a play. Let me tell you something, dog. <laughs> you are a fool. And I say that as a compliment. That's the only way I can say it. Man, you so daggone silly, man. You go, you, I think you said it earlier, commitment. You yeah. commit. I think I was in L.A., I'm, I, you, I can't see nobody but you in my mind because you destroyed this role. You end up stripping some kind of way. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my wife still holler 
about yeah. to see, man. You destroyed yeah. this joint. What's that? What's that live feedback like versus television or versus film? Well, you know, man, you're a comedian, man. You know, and and let me start off by saying I respect wholeheartedly what you do. Like a lot of people don't know what it takes to be a comedian, too. You know, I mean, granted, y'all need um, <clears throat> y'all need psychiatric help. We do, but, <laughs> but but the stage is your therapy, and I and I learned that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The microphone that 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 audience is your therapy. From what I mean. You know, because I'm an actor first. You know, and I've done stand up, and I, and I respect the game so 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 cold. Because mm-hmm. you know, people think that just because you're funny, you can get no, 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 no. It's an art. It's a craft, just like anything else. And um, you know, so for me, I just I just approach everything like that, like like okay, respect it. You know what I'm saying? You got to respect it. And give it the respect that's due, and then once you've done your homework and research, man, you just go all in, go hard to paint. You know what I mean? Right now, now the the process to a play, and I, I've never, I've almost done two plays, but I've never mm-hmm. done a play. Now with television, you can kind of compartmentalize your ideas and be like, okay, I'm gonna focus on this scene. Or with a film, you can say I'm doing this scene today, but you have to retain. The whole thing, your life. What's that yeah, like? Ain't, no, ain't no cut. Ain't no ain't cut. No cut. Ain't no cut in the place. You don't get no mulligan. You don't get no mulligan. Hey, hey, everybody, freeze for a second. We're going to do that. No, dog. You got to go get it. So, what yeah. what are those moments like when maybe you forget something or like one of your, your, your partners in crime on stage, they're a little off or whatever that particular Again. night? What's that? Again. What's, what are those it's, moments like? It's. I, I I love performing under pressure. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I love pressure. I eat breakfast for breakfast. You know what I'm saying? I just got through having a bowl of pressure with some soy milk. You know what I mean? And there's some chopped up fruit in there, you know, so the fiber can get up in there too, right. you know, so I can get that pressure up out of me. But <laughs> what I'm saying, it's like, it's like, it's it's dope because it's like you live. Baby, you know what I'm saying? You you right there. You getting that feedback. You feeling that energy from the crowd. If you off, they they letting you know. You know, it's like like you saying, it's it's being a, in a basketball game, dude. Once you shoot the shot, it's shot. You can't take the shot back. If you miss, you miss. You know what I'm saying? But if somebody else, got, you know, is handling the rock well, then, then pass it to them. And that's the thing. Like, so if somebody's off a little bit, but as a team player, like I always know everything from head to toe, okay. from top to bottom. You know, so I'm, I'm going to be able to help feed you a little bit, get you back on point. You know what I'm saying? And so if you're forgetting something, you know what I'm saying, I'm going I'm to I'm lead you in there, like, you know, remind you. Ain't you, you know, I ain't going to say ain't you supposed to be sitting on the couch right now. <laughs> right, right, right. You right. know what I mean? But I might be like, yo, yo, follow me over here for a second. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then you would be like, oh, that's right. Boom, yeah, man, we back that, on point. That puts you because back the audience trigger. don't know. The audience don't know. they seen it for the first time. Only you know when you when – you, when you uh, when you making a left turn, you should have made a right. But it's but you know they also know if you let them know. Like if you exactly. know what I'm saying, if you stand, if you stand out there like a deer in the headlights, <laughs> or you know you <laughs> is this thing on? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> hey y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You listen to Roddy Perry live. I'm talking to Carl Payne. Hit his Twitter up. He is at the Carl Payne. Man, y- your press kit is incredible. I love it. 
I, I really do love it, man. And speak to me about how you're implementing social networking and marketing into 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 what we're seeing now. You know, with with the with the game and and all of the all of the new stuff, all the new endeavors. How, how are you implementing that as, as you continue man. to uh, uh, take it to the next level? It's a cold world out there, dog. It's a cold world. Um, first of all, let me give a shout out to uh, Moki. Uh, you know, that's that's my girl down in Atlanta who is really handling business, and she put the press kit together. Also, shout out to my girl Dora, Dora Den, who yes. is pulling down. <laughs> I down love Dora. Atlanta. She is so awesome. Man, she is beautiful. She's awesome. Uh, you know, I got a team down in of support down in Atlanta, which is amazing because you know I really think that might be my new my new stomping grounds because I have um, I have started this uh, I've become a part of this project down there called Eleven Eleven, right? Mm. So what we've done and Tommy's a part of it as well. We've yeah. taken eleven filmmakers, you know, producers and writers, directors, and we have produced eleven short films from these people, and we assign them mentors like Tommy Ford, Miguel Nunez, Lisa Ray, Tatiana, Mel Jackson. You know, we've assigned all these people mentors, and that's the important part about taking this thing to the next level and changing the game and redefining reality, redefining relevance, is that we have to usher in the new ingenues, the new generation, and, 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 and basically show them how this game is done and done right. You know, and help them think outside the box. You know what I'm saying, and and pay it forward with the information. So this is almost like an academy that we've started, where we are nurturing all these different skills. And now we put, you know, and this is going to be ongoing. So people can sign up now for the January session. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, where we're going to take these, these, these. You know, we're going to choose. 11 every single time and, and produce these films and get them done and get them on television. So, you know, we, 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 we kick-starting it off and we changing the game and taking our own future into our own hands, um, you know. And now they have credits on IMDb and with SAG, you wow. know, and you have to be a part of this social media to take your things to the next level because that's the way the game is played today. That's, so yeah, that's like, just what it is. It's it just what it is. So it's just like it's like you can you can you know you can't beat them. You got to join them. You know what I'm saying? If you were selling heroin and the '80s came around and you ain't switched to crack, okay, you out the game. You, know, you got to switch up your product. Switch up your product, you dog. Game, baby. Switch up your product. Put the put the, put the fire on low. You know you got to cook it slower. But you know you got to change the game. You can't. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody doing that no more. You got to switch it up. You know. How, how do you choose your roles, man? Because you got a, you got a, such a, a, a diverse group of roles. I, I, I'm, I'm a DVD fanatic, first of all, and mm-hmm. your role in he's he's mine, not yours. Yeah, you, <laughs> you completely murdered this joint, dog. If you Thank haven't you seen this, do yourself a favor. Uh, he's mine, not yours. Check out Carl Payne in this joint. You, you, you got so many different types of joints. Uh, how, how do you choose like what I'm gonna do next? Uh, you know what? For me, I am such a workaholic. It's about the work, and I okay. think that you know, like like for example, Clifton Powell is Clifton Powell not in everything you've ever seen? Hey, like, hey you, you don't have to say another word. He told, I say Cliff. I, I asked him the same question. He like right yeah. period. I just like to work, baby. <laughs> yeah, Cliff. Clifton is. I, I mean, I will get on a plane today. See. See, see, get go to like Miami. See him in Miami, right. and he'll be in LA before I get back. Like you know, he is everywhere all the time. He teleports. Working. That boy works. You know what I'm saying? James yeah. Brown, hardest working man in show business. You know, and for me, it is about the work, but it's also about 
I think the more you know, we are we're living in a, a, a day and age where, first of all, stuff that used to get you in trouble used to get you blackballed is what keeps you famous. Horrible. Wow. Right. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Secondly, the, the saturation of it all. It's like you have to be seen. You have to constantly be seen. And I think at the end of the day, it's about building a body of work, too, where it's like, you know, where people can see the range and the plethora of, of, of hats that you may wear, um, you know, so that you can, you can, you know, one job leads to the next. One job leads to the next. One job leads to the next. Got it. So that's that's work, how work I think. begets work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that's that's that's. But you got to go get it. You know what I'm saying? That's the days of sitting around waiting for an audition is over. You know, I like to bring some of those days back. Right. Where, you know, <laughs> we're having auditions for 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 great shows. But I think that the, the wonderful thing that I love about being in Atlanta, or, or from being down there, is seeing so many of us mm-hmm. who can actually say yes. Who can green light it? Who can say, we're doing this? That's exactly what we're doing. Yeah. You know, but you ain't got to go through 17 middlemen and then, you know, put on your yarmulke and go in there and say, hey, I'm one of you. Come on, man. Let's do this. Come on. All right. Thank you. Come, come on, guys. Guy. Yeah. Yeah, come on, guys. You don't get it? Come on. You don't get it? Just eat your chicken and your watermelon. Or, 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 or you, you don't have to explain out. You don't have to explain your brand of comedy to a person that don't don't live in your world or hasn't lived in your world. So right. I, it's definitely a new time. I tell I tell actors and comedians that I get a chance to talk to all the time is that this is a great time to be us because yeah, yeah. we we've been missing from television, we've been missing from film, and so if you do this right now, this is the best time. Yep, yep, yep. It's it's it's, it's going to change, man. It's, the change is going to come right now. Like like you like the song, man. It's it's really really coming around because I think I think you know the you know we we the sad part about it is you know is, is as a as a consumer you've been dumbed down mm. and you've been numbed to the point where it's like okay if I put on 15 horrible shows and there's nothing else to choose from then you're going to watch the best of the worst to begin with yeah. that's the point but if you don't have any choices, if you don't have, you don't see the other side of it, then you don't really care. So it's like, wow, why do I want steak if I got this good old spam? I ain't never had steak anyway. Or I forgot what steak tastes like because I've been eating spam so long, so it don't matter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, kind of what, that's kind of where we are when it comes to this, this, this thing that we call television right now, you know. But I'm telling you what, that Internet and everybody else getting their own channel is, is, is going to kill it. Yeah. It's going to kill them. Because why now, Now, for those people out there who do know where to go and who do want to see that, they're going to go right there and get Each all that The individual time. has the ability to program his own network or his own exactly. station. Exactly. And they're going, they're going to give you all the content that you've been missing and that you want. And then people out there that should have, should, have, should have listened to us to begin with on television, they're going to be late. They're going wow. to be late and mad about it because it's too late at that point. It's I too love late. It. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> too, too late. late. Doing, too late. Hey. Doing my own thing. Doing my own thing. I told you, but you didn't want to listen. You ain't want to listen. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. I'm talking to Carl Payne. Man, what's next, bro? Um, I know I know you're a writer. I know you're a producer. I know you're a director. What what, what can we see the next thing, bro? Uh, in November, which is the 11th month, on the 11th day, which is 11-11, I will be premiering uh, – the Studio 11 films, 
you know, that will be our unveiling, and we will be premiering all the films that we shot. I love that it. Um, um, that is the the movement right now. You know, um, next uh, 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 you will be seeing a number of films and television projects with different networks that you are very, very familiar with, which I can't go into right now. Right. But but it's about partnering. And a lot of these 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 uh powers that be get it. And they're willing to be a part of it. And they're and they're and they're 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 allowing me to be a part of the next movement as well. And I'm very, very excited about that. So if I think if people just follow me on Twitter at the Carl Payne and check my websites and, and 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 you know you'll you'll see you'll see what's going on. Plus I'm out there, man. I'm getting out there. I'm gonna be in everybody's face. You are gonna see me on every magazine. Now, now they, they tell you me see. you about to hit some stand up too, dog. Tell me about it. Dog, dog. I'm about to be killing them. I'm about to be killing the game so cold. Okay. You know. I mean, you know, and I'm and I'm just learning from the greats. You know, I'm, I'm taking my cues from you. I'm taking my cues from Mr. Harvey. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they yeah. thought that, look, they thought Think Like a Man wasn't going to do nothing. You know what I'm saying? Uh-oh. They spent, what, $13 million to do the movie? They thought maybe it'll make 27 Okay, well, $92 million later, what you want? What? What you want, player? What you want? There's a, there's, a, there's a market out there. There's a market out there for people who really want us, who want to see good stuff. Who, yeah. are t- who are tired of seeing the same old, same old. I'm not going back to the strip clubs, Stevie. I'm not going. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Is that what you want? Right. Okay. Okay. That's your guilty pleasure because ain't nothing else on. But I tell you what, if you had some choices, okay. Hmm. Okay. So enjoy enjoy your 15 seconds. Enjoy. enjoy yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hey, man, before we get out of here, speak to me on perseverance and hard work, man, because as as I've had a chance to be a fly on the wall and watch you, I can honestly say you are one of the hardest working men out there, man. What is perseverance in your world? Perseverance, man. You know, what's the, you see the quote on the, you see the quote on the press kit, don't you? Yes, I do. What is that? What is that? (laughs) Perseverance is the hard work you do after you get tired of doing the hard work you already did. I think right. that's an awesome quote, man. That's it. That's it right there. So, so you know, you got to stay, 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 stay grounded. You know, mm-hmm. remember your foundation. Remember what you're here for, man. It's like, it's like, think about it. For every creative soul, every person on this planet, regardless of whether you're in this business or not, right? You have a gift. You have a talent. You have a purpose. And your gift is not for you. You understand what I'm saying? It's given to you, but it's not for you. Wow. And when you realize that, that's an amazing thing. When you realize that and you start walking in that and you start living in that, and you start saying to yourself, okay, cool. You know, when I started this business, I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to make a change. I wanted to do this. So you have all these little stepping stones along the way. You have all these different obstacles that come in your your, your path. You know, but it's like you're not done yet. I'm not finished yet. There's more to be done. There's more. I have a legacy to leave behind, you know, and it takes all these different pieces of the puzzle. It takes every day getting up and remembering what you're here for and why you're here. And so, yeah, you know, yeah, you may be tired. You may be traveling. 
You know what I'm saying? And 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 you know if, if staying, you know, you know, living like people want to say like now that I've been in the gym and you know look differently and all that. What you doing, dog? And who's your track? No, no, I'm trying to live to be another forty years because I got stuff to do. Yes, sir. I ain't done yet. You know what I'm saying? So this is a lifestyle that I'm having. Yeah. And like, plus, these European you know, clothes don't fit if you ain't slim. Right, <laughs> you know, you know, but I'm just saying, like, it, it ain't about okay. I'm getting in shape for this role, or right. I just want to lose some weight. Living. People gotta understand. People, you know, start living your life as a lifestyle and not just for the moment. You yeah. know, and so yeah, if you tired, still go. Still go. go. Still hey go. man, I, I know, and, and I, I will leave on this, man. I know you're a father, and uh, how, how has that shaped your your uh? Your your journey as an actor, being a father. Um, man, it, it shifted a lot because that, that's my motivation. Yes, you know sir. what I mean? That's that's my inspiration. It's like, as a man, you know, I feel like I have more responsibility to. I have four four sons. Okay, so yes. I feel like it's my responsibility as a man, as a black man, to show them how to be responsible men, to just show up. You know what I mean? You know, my legacy is for them to carry on the namesake. Um, you know, you know what kind of men are they going to be? What kind of fathers are they going to be? What kind of husbands are they going to be? You know what I'm saying? It's it's my job and responsibility to make sure they know God. You know, so it's I am the example. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? So if I don't get up and go out there and get it every day and show them how to get up and go out there and get it and just to be successful and not not monetarily, not financially, but spiritually, to be well-rounded successfully as a person. That's my job. That That's my job. So, you know, and, and they cost. They cost. They cost yeah. a lot. I got to get them to go do it anyway. They're they expensive, you know. Yeah. Kids are very expensive. <laughs> Kids are expensive, you know. Yes, they do. So yes. I can stop, <laughs> I can stop playing hey, with all my taxes. I just realized you know they, they want to eat every day. Every day, yeah, but I didn't, I didn't really know that going into it that they really want stuff every single day. You know? Every day, you know, and then they start big enough to wear your stuff. Oh, you I, boy, I can only imagine. See, I got girls. I got five girls and a boy. Let me tell you. I can only yeah. imagine. You probably ain't had a pair of socks to yourself in ten or fifteen years. Well, that ain't that ain't even the problem. The problem is, <laughs> the, it, yeah, the socks, sure. You know, but stop drinking my juice, first of all. Okay. Okay, don't don't drink my juice. That's all I'm trying to say. Like you know, and if and if you know you, you see a half drank iced tea in there, you know you didn't do it. That wasn't yours. You that ain't that yours, dog. Don't keep sipping it until it's down the way all the way down to the you know, like I didn't notice it, it was halfway and now it's down. Come on, man. Stay out stay out of my juice. Okay. <laughs> And and please stay out of my condom drawer, okay? Because that's gonna get me in trouble. That's, that's gonna that's mess up everybody. That we have. Right. That's that's the thing right now. Like like, do I have to have my own brand and you have your own brand so that if any condom show up, you know, around the place that we can explain that ain't mine. I know that ain't mine because that's not my brand. That ain't my brand. That ain't my brand. You feel what I'm saying? I mean, it's like what a black box set. Put the, put put that down, young man. But the problem is, you know, when my if if my Nineteen, twenty-year-old son, you know, is you know, if I got just regular old Trojans and he got Magnums, then I have a problem. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's gonna you be need, an issue. <laughs> you need, you know, anytime, anytime I see you in the shower and you are shorter than me, but you're bigger than me, you gotta go. I don't you like it. 
You gotta go because you can't be. I, I need to be the alpha male in this household. At least in my it's mind. time for you to move out. It's time for you to move out because now you just wearing my underwear for fun. You, you don't even fit my underwear. You just, you just, you just want to steal my junk. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't you even fit to them. Stretch my drawers. You gotta stretch. Right, right. You feel what I'm saying? We got, we got problems, and you're gonna have to go. Man. I don't care if you're 17. You gotta go. You are ridiculous. You hear me? <laughs> I'm just hey, saying, uh, you know what I'm saying? Man, man I, I can't, again, man, I can't thank you enough. It's Carl Anthony Payne. His Twitter is, he, he's at the Carl Payne. Man, it is it has been a pleasure, hey, man. We gotta got to hang out, dude. You got to come by the house. I got, some advice. Mad I got some advice for everybody out there, man, too. Please. Like, like there, you know, I was just thinking about this the other day because, you know, I was on the road. I came home, you know what I'm saying, and my son, he's six. He hadn't seen me in a long time. You know, you know, he was like, Daddy, man, you know, I love you so much. And he was like, this is the best day ever because you came home. You know, I'm like, all right, great. You know, and it made my day, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, you know, and then I was putting him to bed, you know what I'm saying? He was like, Dad, you know, you know, get in the shower with me. And I'm like, okay, you're six. Like, it's a little too, you know, you're a little too old for me to be in the shower with you. You know right. what I'm saying? And <clears throat> so there should be a certain age point that you got to stop taking showers with your kids or letting them walk <laughs> Or letting them walk in on you because you know I was in the shower and he gonna walk in talking about you know remember when we used to I'm like no but he caught a glimpse you know right. and he was like man that's whole he he told me he said that <laughs> I'm impressed pops <laughs> no he said daddy your balls are hideous <laughs> oh god <laughs> what <laughs> I'm like first of all. First of all, get a, you know what I'm saying? You ain't supposed to be you know, you ain't supposed to be in here rocking like that. And second of all, you are messing up my self esteem right now, okay? We already know. Get out. Get out. We oh, not, we oh, not have oh, oh, hold on, hold on, Carl Payne. We got we got my dog done popped in here. Hold on, wait a second. Tommy Ford. What's up, dog? Oh my god. <laughs> man, man, don't tell me. I I got I got Carl Payne and Tommy Ford on the line. When this, I this, heard that the King of Balls was on the phone, the King I'm of like, Balls, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, you, hey, I'm about to get me a ball tuck. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. I'm gonna get a ball. No, no, man. It's, a, it's like, come on, man. You know, hey, hey, them, them old women be snatching their faces. I need to snatch my hey, balls. This, this is the funny part that you bring that up. I sat oh, on no, my no, balls yesterday and almost killed myself. I don't know when my balls got long, but they are ridiculous right now. Right. So, so it's racing. There's a race, and the balls are winning. There's a race, and the balls. You know, or 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 we can just go out and buy nut nets. <laughs> no, Lord. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy Ford. That's a Tommy good invention. Ford. Nut nets. Take me. Take me to uh, the first time you met you this <laughs> The first time I met Carl Payne? Yeah. Man, no, I don't want to be, please don't let Carl tell the story the first time. <laughs> you know what's amazing? I grew up here in L.A. This is home for me. And I grew up in Long Beach. And I used to bank. They don't have this bank anymore, but I used to bank. And they used to get this, this, this teller, this bank teller, which is this girl was absolutely gorgeous. And I would wait in line and let people go past just so I can have this teller. Right. So I could just, you know, talk to her and look in her beautiful eyes and like, hey. I used to call her knucklehead, hey, knucklehead. And she was just so sweet. 
One day we were going to this little premiere. One, oh, I, then I was sitting in, and eventually I got married, and I was sitting in there. We were up in, I don't know where the heck we were. We were at some restaurant. This great, this great big old glass window, and Carl Payne drives by in a convertible or something, and she looks over, and she smiles, and she stops in the middle of my conversation. My woman. <laughs> my woman. And waves at Carl Payne, and he smiles and drives off. I'm like, excuse me, what what? Well, what was that about? What do you mean? What the hell do you mean what I mean? Who is that guy that you just... And one time we were at a shooting, and I saw that fine bank teller. And I gave her a big hug, and I'm like, good to see you, knuckleheaded girl. You're looking good. And all of a sudden, I just feel the back of my neck burning. And I turn around, and this dude walks up. The same guy that was in that car walks up to this beautiful woman and gives her a big hug and look over like, uh, who's this? The funny thing is, is that we encountered each other's woman before we encountered one another. Hilarious. <laughs> I was like, so he was, I was like, like oh, who's I was giant? Like, you talk I was like, knucklehead, that, that's real familiar terms right there. Who is that? become knucklehead. <laughs> Can you believe it? And then we have to find out just a few weeks we about to work together. I mean, wow. shortly after this happened, it's like, okay, this is good, and end up being the best of friends. So Carl, Carl, Carl told me about the, y'all had to go to this first lunch. What was that lunch meeting like? That I didn't first go. Time? I oh, didn't you didn't go. go? I was out of town. <laughs> I thought you came back for the lunch. No, I was still working. <laughs> Did I feel booking? <laughs> I was working. Tommy, you remember the first lunch y'all had that I didn't go to? Yeah, we had not met at that point. So we're thinking, okay, I wonder how this was going to feel. Because I had known Martin for years. So, Martin, you know, so, and I'm from L.A. So everybody on the cast is from the East Coast, but me, I'm the only one from L.A. Okay. So I already feel like an oddball because all I hear about, yeah, if we see in New York, we used to win New York. Damn New York, I'm from L.A. <laughs> Yeah, I went to LA. I don't hear nothing about New York. They Man. had to ride. They had to give me a, a, a tutory on. We we all took a trip together, all of us. Yeah. I, think, I don't know whether it was she was getting married or something. We were all going to New York. But Tommy, you just too nice. You too LA. You talk to everybody. Now when you go to New York, don't look anybody in the eye. Yeah, don't and don't, don't look up. You. And don't look up. And I'm thinking I was paranoid. I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to this town. I'm a, you know, I'm six four, two hundred eighty pounds. I ain't, I ain't never scared. I'm from South Central LA. You, right. What you talking about? These folk had me scared to death. You hear me? I can't look up. I can't look nobody in the eye. You're just too nice to everybody. Well, I'm from LA. We speak. Good morning. How are you? God bless you. Something. So we just these folks just schooled me because you know I, I'm just a church boy. So every time they have some slang in the script, I'd like Carl. What, what, what does this mean? Carl, where does Tommy work? Where did Tommy work? Ow. Damn it. Sorry, I just tripped over my six-year-old bike in the living room and stomped my toe. <laughs> 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 you hate that? Yeah, did your ball got cut on the spoke? Lord have mercy. Ain't nothing like stomping your toe. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go on. <laughs> where did Tommy work, dog? Now, come on, man. Y'all already know. You know what I'm saying. You know what he did. You know. Yeah, you know, that, that white brother. 
the brother, you know, worked down there at that one building, you know, on the corner, you know? <laughs> but I hooked you up with a job over there that one time. You, you know, you know there was always a brother in your neighborhood that was fresh to death, you know, fly, always had the dope cars, and you didn't know what he did. Right. <laughs> you didn't know what he did. You, didn't, you, didn't, you, you, you never even seen him with friends. <laughs> Now, now, Tommy, man, speak to me about the genius of Carl Payne, man, because I, I, you had a chance to work with this brother intimately for years. What, what, what was it like on that set, man? I'm gonna tell you how difficult it was for me because of having to work with both Carl and Martin. I was just out of the SC, so I'm a thespian, you know, I'm a dramatic actor. I'm a theater actor. I won all these awards in theater. And I was like. I refuse to be a buffoon. These guys are just too funny for that. I'm like, I can't compete with these guys. They're too funny. So right. after the first year, they're like, uh, Mr. Ford, um, this is a sitcom. You can't be Othello up under the Right. Unless you learn how to have as much fun as they they having. And that was the most difficult part of my job. These two, these guys are absolutely brilliant. People, Martin has the name for the show. But people have no idea what a genius Carl Payne is. Mm-hmm. And then he played stupid so well that they, until they have a dialogue with him, they have a, not, no clue of his business sense. Right. So there is, there is a man that the world has yet to see just how brilliant he is. They've seen him be funny. They've seen him be silly. They've seen him on the cars to be charming. But this is one of the most talented <clears throat> brothers in this business. And the world wow. has not seen his brilliance yet. They wow. haven't seen it yet. And, and we've seen some wonderful things from him, but you have yet to see how brilliant this brother is. Wow. wow. I mean, come on, man. Don't be doing that to me, dog. Come on, player. I sit in meetings with, with, in, in, with, you know, with distributors and producers and execs, and I, have, and I say the exact same thing every single time because I believe it with all my heart. I, I don't BS nobody. Hey, and we, we were talking earlier about 11-11. Give us some more insight on 11-11, Tommy, before we get out of here, because uh, Carl was telling us about 11-11, and, and, I, and I know this is near and dear to your heart as well. Give us 11-11 before we go. I think the biggest part, the most amazing part about 11-11, it says that I, don't, I no longer have to sit around and wait for a studio to validate me. Mm. If I have a vision, I would say that a vision of people perish. What 1111 does, it says, stop waiting for somebody to tell you that you have a gift. You were born with a gift. Do something about it. Do something about it. So it encourages writers to write and directors to direct and producers to produce and actors to act. Let's stop talking about and complaining about what we don't have an opportunity to do and pick up a camera, a pen, whatever your gift is, and do it. Yeah. This is the day. We complain about Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry had the courage to say, this is my gift, and I'm going to let the whole world see it, whether you like it or not. That's what I admire about that man. That's the family loving mentality, is stop talking about it and complaining about criticizing everybody else's gift and take your gift and put it on a platform to the world. Mm -hmm. And that's what 1111 does. It allows artists writers, directors, producers, actors to take their gifts and make it live 
and gives him a platform so the world can see. Is there a website called for eleven eleven? Yes, yes, uh, it is studio eleven films dot com. Studio eleven films dot com. The festival is November 11th. That's 11-11. I'm talking to Carl Payne. I'm talking to Tommy Ford. Two great men. Two funny guys. Not just funny, though. I mean, two of the best actors you're ever going to see do anything, anywhere, anywhere. Any closing, parting words with us, guys? Uh, for me, I just want to thank everybody out there for all the years and years of continued support, um, the love in which uh, I've received around the country, especially there in Atlanta. Uh, I thank you for having me on and giving us a platform to <clears throat> to basically keep spreading the word to continue this mission. I thank Tommy for being Tommy, for being the the positive influence and the, a great a great friend in my life. And Rodney, you know this as well that that. Over the years, we have called people associates, but I can truly say I call this man my friend, and I don't use that word lightly. Um, and for everybody out there to know that me and Tommy are working on multiple projects together, and they're going to start seeing that, that dynamic duo again real oh. soon. Oh, I love it. I love it. Tommy? Yes, sir. Man, I know you so know Jesus, time. so leave me with some yes. spirit. So I, do you know the man? The man's all right. Yes. I am my brother's keeper. Yes, sir. I think that's so powerful. I think that it was time for the haters to stop hating and become your brother's keeper. We have got to build a community together. We have been building, so working for so long, see, back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. We didn't have nothing but one another. So it was power to the people and about. And now we've become individuals and we've lost our community. It takes a village to raise the children. Oh, not anymore. The villages are ill. There's some folk in the village. I don't want nowhere around my children. Wow. We've got to rebuild our community. I am my brother's keeper. I am my sister's keeper. I need to be able to pick up the phone like I have with both of you brothers. We have a movie coming out um, next year that both of y'all was in. Come and correct. First thing I did is said, guys, I need to guess. Neither one of y'all said, how much money do I make? It's about, I, I was, I'm, I'm in L.A. now, working now. I got a text right to meet you on the phone. I, the producer's on the phone. Guys, I got to call you back. My hey, brother. Hey, go ahead, man. So hey, it's uh, about being a, yeah. Thank you, Tommy. It's a, yeah. are, are, you, are you still talking? I thought you had to go. No, 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 we're, we're, we're good. I, I know you may have to go. So that's really what I wanted to okay. say is about how we have to help on one another and pray on one another. You know, yeah. Terry J. Fine has the green room. Or, um, all of us have been down there to support one another. It's about helping one another. It's about blessing one another and supporting one another. That, that's all I want to say. I am my brother's keeper. I am my sister's keeper. And it's time for us to start keeping one another and stop hating on each other. I love it, man. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You're tuning in to Roddy Perry Live. Thank you to Tommy Ford. Thank you to Mr. Carl Payne. And I want to leave you with Carl's words that he left us with earlier. Perseverance is a hard work you do after you get tired of doing the hard work you already did. My name is Rodney Perry. That's our show for today, man. Y'all, man, these guys have been a blessing. You guys are a blessing. Keep blessing other people. My name is Roddy Perry. We are out.